which I hope you do if you have your Bibles, I would invite you to open with me to Genesis, Genesis chapter 16, Genesis chapter 16. We are continuing our study through the book of Genesis, working through it um, verse by verse and making our, making our way through it. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, we were in the first part of Genesis 16, and then we will finish up the chapter today. Um, so I will start reading. Actually, I'm going to read the whole chapter just so that we can have context and be reminded of where we're at. And so we'll start in verse 1, Genesis 16. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. She had a female Egyptian servant whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said to Abram, Behold now, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Go into my servant. It may be that I shall obtain children by her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. So after Abram had lived ten years in the land of Canaan, Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar the Egyptian, her servant, and gave her to Abram, her husband, as a wife. And he went in to Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, she looked with contempt on her mistress. And Sarai said to Abram, May the wrong done to me be on you. I gave my servant to your embrace, and when she saw that she had conceived, she looked on me with contempt. May the Lord judge between you and me. But Abram said to Sarai, Behold, your servant is in your power. Do to her as you please. Then Sarai dealt harshly with her, and she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from my mistress Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her. The angel of the Lord also said to her, I will surely multiply your offspring so that they cannot be numbered for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, you are pregnant and shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has listened to your affliction. He shall be a wild donkey of a man, his hand against everyone, and everyone's hand against him. And he shall dwell over against all his kinsmen. So she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are a God of seeing. For she said, truly here I have seen him who looks after me. Therefore, the well was called Bier Lahai Roy. It lies between Kadesh and Bered. And Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram called the name of his son, whom Hagar bore Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. Let's pray. 
Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for the incredible privilege it is to be able to to sit under the reading of your word and to hear you as you speak to us through your word. Father, I acknowledge my weakness and the desperate need that I have and we have for you to move and to speak to us. Father, I ask that our hearts will be good soil to receive your implanted word which is able to save our souls. Father, I pray that we, with all humility, will receive your word and trust your word. And that our lives will be changed because you have spoken to us. And we have heard from you and have responded in faith and in trust and in obedience. Father, I pray that you will take away every distraction. Father, I pray that Jesus will be exalted and lifted high as we consider this text. And Father, I pray that you will meet each and every need of each person here. I pray that you will encourage each heart And Father, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart will be acceptable and the meditation of all of our hearts will be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. John chapter 4. Now when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself did not baptize, but only his disciples, he left Judea and departed again for Galilee, and he had to pass through Samaria. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. 
But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to Him, I know that Messiah is coming, He who is called Christ. When He comes... He will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. This is the first time in the New Testament that a well is mentioned. And it paints... An incredible picture for us because Jesus, on his road from Judea to Galilee, it says he has to go through Samaria. Now, for those of us who are familiar a little bit with some of the sociological dynamics of that time, the Jewish people and the Samaritans hated one another. And it would... It even says that in the very text that we just read. The Samaritans were seen as half-breeds. And so, for most Jewish people, they would not go through, through Samaria when they would go from Judea, which was in the southern part of Israel, to Galilee, which was in the northern part. Instead, they would cross the Jordan River, go north there, and then they would cross back over into Galilee. But it said that Jesus had to go through Samaria, and as he went, he came to this town, Sychar, and he stopped at a well. And at that well, he encountered a woman, a Samaritan woman, whose life really was in shambles. And he interacted with her. And indeed communicated with her and revealed to her that her greatest need wasn't physical water. Her greatest need was the water that he provided. 
Verse 13 and 14, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And what Jesus told that woman was, look to me and in me you will find the greatest satisfaction and the greatest hope and the greatest acceptance that could ever be desired. That longing that's at the core of your being to know that you are right with God, not only on this earth, but for all of eternity, comes from me. That's what Jesus said. Later on, verse 25, after Jesus continues to talk to her, the woman said to him, I know that Messiah, meaning the anointed one, is coming. The one who would come and rescue and would save from sin and deliver. And she says, when he comes, he will tell us all things. And then listen to what Jesus says. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. At that time, many were looking forward and they were waiting in anticipation for the deliverer, the Messiah, the anointed one, the perfect prophet, priest, king to come and to bring deliverance. And Jesus says, I who speak to you am he. And in fact, I am worthy of your complete trust. I will provide you with the water that will spring up to eternal life. And I am the deliverer who knows you and is worthy of your trust. The parallels to today's passage in Genesis chapter 16 are quite amazing. Because in Genesis chapter 16, it is the first time that a well is mentioned in the Old Testament. And it was at this well where the Lord met with a woman whose life was in shambles, Hagar. The angel of the Lord met with her. And many theologians, and I would agree with them, would say that the angel of the Lord was the pre-incarnate Christ. Meaning, Jesus coming and taking on flesh before he was born as a baby. And there are many different uh, reasonings for that. Some being that uh, it says that he was the angel of the Lord, which means the messenger of the Lord. So, um, but later on in verse 13, when Hagar calls the Lord the one who sees, it says um, that she is calling him the Lord who spoke to her. It was the angel of the Lord who spoke to her, but she acknowledged that it was the Lord who spoke to her. 
So in the very same way that Jesus was fully God and was the messenger between God the Father to man, but He was fully God Himself, this angel of the Lord was fully God, but also the messenger of God to Hagar. So just as Jesus met with the Samaritan woman by a well, the Lord Jesus met with Hagar by a well. And in both instances, what was being declared to each of these women was, I am worthy of your complete and total trust. Look to me. Trust in me. Trust in me with all of your heart. Two weeks ago, as we were considering Genesis chapter 16 in the the first part of it, we considered the passage Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. In the first part of chapter 16, we see how Sarai and Abram didn't trust in the Lord with all of their heart, but they leaned on their own understanding. And instead of trusting God's promise to provide a child for them, they took things into their own hands. And Sarai gave her servant to Abram, who then ended up becoming pregnant. And it ended up resulting in a lot of drama and It got real ugly really quick. And we highlighted how when we take in things into our own hands and don't trust the Lord with all of our heart, it leads to trouble and it leads to problems. But what today's passage with Hagar and her interaction with the angel of the Lord highlights to us is the second part of that passage in Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. And as the angel of the Lord interacted with Hagar, we see that she responded by acknowledging the Lord. And the Lord extended His mercy and His grace. And in so doing, He was highlighting that He alone is worthy of all of our trust. The right response is for us to trust Him with all of our heart. In verses 7-12, through we see that He is worthy of our trust. One of the reasons is because He listens. He's the God who hears. He listens to our prayers. And that should lead us to pray to Him. And secondly, the Lord watches over your life. That should lead us to acknowledge Him. First of all, the Lord listens to your prayers. Pray to Him. Verses 7-12. through The angel of the Lord found her, Hagar, by a spring of water water in the wilderness, the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from my mistress. 
The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her. The angel of the Lord also said to her, I will surely multiply your offspring so that they cannot be numbered for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, behold, you are pregnant and shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael. Because the Lord has listened to your affliction. He shall be a wild donkey of a man, his hand against everyone and everyone's hand against him, and he shall dwell over against all his kinsmen. After Hagar was forced out of the home by Sarai, her master, she was rejected. Her life was in shambles without hope. In the wilderness feeling like she was all alone as she was carrying the life of this baby within her. And in that place of despair, the Lord reached out to her and met her. In verses 8 through 10, he talks to her and says to go back to her master and submit to her. But then he makes this promise, I will surely multiply your offspring so that they cannot be numbered for multitude. And we see that today amongst the Arabic people of the world, all offspring of Ishmael. But I want us to consider verse 11 because it says, The angel of the Lord, the pre-incarnate Christ, said to her, Behold, you are pregnant and shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael. Now some of us are probably familiar with that name from the book Moby Dick. My name is Ishmael. What it means is, God hears. God hears. You shall call his name Ishmael because the Lord has listened to your affliction. Hagar trusted the Lord enough to talk to him about the rejection and the affliction and the difficulty that she was facing. And she directed it to the Lord. In Hebrews 11, chapter 6, it says, And without faith it is impossible to please Him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. Hagar was drawing near to God through prayer in the midst of her affliction. And the angel of the Lord came to her and said, you know what? The Lord listens. And he was listening to your prayer. Isn't it good to know that we have a God who, yes, he is sovereign and he is in control and he guides and guards everything. But he is not aloof and so set apart that he doesn't care about us. He is a God who listens. 
this truth was illustrated to me over this last week. Um, last Sunday, after we got home from sharing at uh, the church down in the Bitterroot Lone Rock, um, we came home and we let Willow out. She had been in her um, her cage during that in her kennel during that day, and so we let her out just to use the bathroom and stuff. And a little while later, we went out and we started calling for Willow. Willow, where are you? She was nowhere to be found. So drove around, didn't see anything. Drove around the next day, talked to different people. Nobody knew. So we were thinking that she was probably stolen or something. And I went off on Tuesday to go hunting with the men, and still there was no willow. But our daughter, Jemmy, she just kept praying. She kept praying and asking the Lord. And Aaron told me that she would even go outside and she would pray and say, um, Oh, uh, dear Heavenly Father, there's nothing too difficult for you. Um, and I just pray that you would bring Willow home. And then on Wednesday, seemingly very random and out of nowhere, there was some people up in Big Fork. They end up putting a thing on the Facebook group, the Harley Awareness. Oh, we have this black dog that we picked up in Ravalli. Does anyone know who, who it is? And they were able to go and pick her up. What an incredible answer to prayer. And probably in the scheme of things to us, it may seem like it's not that big of a deal. But in Jemmy's life, it was a big deal. And it illustrates the truth that the Lord hears and He cares. He listens to our prayers. Yes, there's sometimes where we pray and we ask the Lord for things and His answer is no, or His answer is wait. But whatever His answer is, we can be assured that He listens. Hagar trusted the Lord enough to bring her her struggles, her afflictions to the Lord in prayer. And the Lord heard and answered. So much so that her son was to be called Ishmael. God hears. I don't know what's going on in your life. I, I don't know the struggles that you face. The battles that war within the core of your being. The rejection. Maybe in a certain sense you may feel like you are being rejected as Hagar was rejected from her master Sarai. Or maybe you're just going through other difficult times where there have been people that you know and have loved and have lost and they aren't there or there's a distance. The Lord knows and He cares. And he listens. Trust him. And present your request to him and pray to him. And in the same way that he was merciful to Hagar, he will be merciful to you. See, he is worthy of all our trust. Trust him with all your heart. Trust him and pray. 
verses 13 through 16, we see that He is worthy of our trust because He watches over our lives. Acknowledge Him. Verse 13, So she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, You are a God of seeing. For she said, Truly here I have seen Him who looks after me. Therefore the well was called Bier Lahai Roy. It lies between Kadesh and Bered. And Bier Lahai Roy means this, Well of the living one seeing me. Well of the living one seeing me. And Hagar bore Abram a son. And Abram called the name of his son, whom Hagar bore Ishmael. God hears. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. Hagar had an experience with the Lord where she understood, not just in her head, but in her life and in the very core of her being at her heart, in her heart, that the Lord watched over her. And the Lord cared for her personally. And not only did the Lord care for her, the Lord cared for the baby that she was carrying. One commentator says this, He is a personal God concerned about abused people and unborn babies. He knows the future and cares for those who will trust Him. That's what we see happen in John 4 when Jesus interacted with that woman at the well. He cared for her. He watched over her life. And her life was totally transformed by it. Now listen, listen to this wonderful truth. In Luke chapter 12, starting in verse 4, I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body and after that have nothing more they can do. But I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he is killed, has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. And then listen to this. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? And not one of them is forgotten before God. Why even the hairs of your head are all numbered? Fear not, you are more of more value than many sparrows. Isn't that amazing? Jesus says five sparrows are sold for two pennies at that time. And then he makes this incredible claim. And not one of them is forgotten before God. Think about that. There's a lot of sparrows in the world. There's, there's a lot of other birds. 
Not one of them is forgotten. Not one of them is missed by his watch. He, he cares for each and every one of them. Why even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Think about that. The Lord knows us so intimately that every single hair on our head has a number. I don't know which this one is. It could be one or it could be a million or this one could be a hundred thousand and this could be 85. But that's what the Bible says. That every single individual who is alive, the billions and billions the Lord has numbered every single hair. It's incredible. Fear not. You are of more value than many sparrows. And that is what Hagar experienced. Hagar and Ishmael within her womb experienced the watching care of God on their life. You are a God of seeing, for she said, truly here I have seen him who looks after me. Therefore, the well was called Bier Lahai Roy, well of the living one seeing me. What an incredible comfort to know. And as we consider this, I think it's important for us to remember the moment when the Lord looked away. He looked away when his son was on that cross. He turned his face away. Showing that Incredible rejection. And as Jesus bore the weight of our sin, the one who watches over Israel, who neither slumbers nor sleeps, the one who watches over our lives, turned his face away from his own son. And he endured infinite rejection. Because the one who cares so intimately and so deeply for each one of his creation and each human being is holy and he is perfect and we have sinned against him and deserve to be rejected and set apart from him in hell forever. And Jesus, who is perfect took our sin upon himself. And when he was on the cross, God the Father turned his face away from him. And he bore the judgment we deserved 
and he was buried dead. It was dark. But he rose to life again. And we can be assured of the Lord's care and his watch over our lives because of Christ. And for all who will look to Jesus and will trust in him, we can trust that all of the rejection that we rightfully deserved, he fully paid for it. And by faith, we can put our full trust in Him and Him alone. And we can receive the acceptance that comes only from God. And only through our dear Lord Jesus. And we can know that He watches over our life. And as the woman at the well was told to come and drink the living water that will well up to eternal life, we can come to Jesus. Experience the satisfaction and the hope and the acceptance that only He can give at the very core of our being. And each day we can be reminded that the Lord watches over us, He sees us. When we feel alone, He sees us. When we feel rejected, He sees us. When we're discouraged, He sees us. When we're dealing with depression, He sees us. When we're happy, He sees us. When we're joyful, He sees us. The well of the living one who sees me the well of the living one seeing me. What hope there is in the truth that he sees us. Trust him with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge he will make your path straight. Hagar acknowledged the Lord. She called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are a God of seeing. May we trust him and in all of our ways acknowledge him. He is worthy of all our trust. Trust him with all your heart. He listens to our prayers. Pray to him. He watches over your life. Acknowledge him. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you speak through your word. And we just ask that in a mighty way you will minister to each of our hearts and that we will trust you in a deeper way. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.